This is Coffee with Closers, a show about real estate agents by real estate agents. We'll highlight local real estate agents to share their successes, celebrate their failures, and learn who they are outside of real estate. Um, I saw you were here first this morning. Or at least early this morning. Do you have cameras in our office? I've always wondered that. No, no. (laughs) but um, Ashley sent a picture. Oh, to the group? Yeah. Yeah, I turned those notifications off. I need to turn them back on. Yeah, she said the the girls were first again today. Mm -hmm. That's usually how it is. Yeah, so I sent a Beyonce gif back. (laughs) Um, That was where I was at. What time did you get here? Nine on the dot. Oh. I usually try and be here at 8.30. <laughs> I like how she says that. Like, do you have cameras? And then lies with, I try to be here at 8.30. <laughs> it's always a goal to be here at 8.30. Yeah. But usually rush hour prevents Rush that. hour. <laughs> rush hour. Yeah, and, and where do you live? About 100 yards away. So rush hour is a real problem. It's hard making that right turn out of the neighborhood. <laughs> Yeah, because right turns are the real challenge. Mm-hmm. The Those are the hard ones to meet. Um, so where are you from? I'm from Arizona, but I was raised in Carmel. Why do I not know that? You didn't know that? No. Mm-hmm. Where? What part? Mesa. It's right okay. by Scottsdale. Okay. How long were you there? <laughs> like two months. <laughs> Should I have asked you that on your interview? Yeah. Yeah, I, I can't believe like you don't know that jerk. about me. <laughs> I feel like... Terrible. I realized the other day that I didn't know someone's um, some the name of someone's child, and then I felt really bad. On our team. Yeah, or, uh, I mean previously, but Tom? but still, oh. um, Tom. I don't know the name of Tom's unborn child. I don't either. Child. I just thought about that. <laughs> <laughs> now his daughter. Oh yeah, you're right. I don't remember her name off the top of my head. We'll ask him that when we talk to him yeah, later. Yeah, that's a good idea. Um, and I didn't know that you were from Arizona. How long did you live there? Only two months. Oh. But my brother, I mean, we're all from there, so we would go back every summer. Really? Mm-hmm. Do you have, like, family there or something? Did, yeah. And you haven't been this summer? Nope. Are I'm you not going? to leave. Is that what your parole officer <laughs> no, says? No, that's with you. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I said? Yeah, right. Let's be real. I can't leave the state. <laughs> Let's be real. Um, I didn't know. So from Carmel, though, otherwise... Mm-hmm. Yep. And now you live where? Uh, Keystone area. What do you like about Carmel or Keystone or this area? Well, I like living close to work. (laughs) And I like the fashion mall being close. (laughs) That's more important. Let's be real. (laughs) But it's also kind of a disadvantage that it's so close. It's too convenient. Yeah, because you're not exactly known for your um, ability to say no to spending money and to saving money. Correct. Um, but that is your goal, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Have you? That's been your goal all year. How are you doing against that? Well, I'm not in debt. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. So that's good. <laughs> but saving. I'm still working on that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, that could be the second half of the year. Yeah. Um, how can we support you in doing that? Could I get someone to follow me around and like smack my hand when I go and <laughs> reach for something to purchase? Should we give That'd you an allowance ideal. instead? That would be good, actually. That's what we should do. I feel like Bree's really good at saving, so I need to ask her 
tips on that. You know, I know that there's another team in the country where they have like access to their bank account mm-hmm. so that they can like look at their bank account and their spending and coach them on spending in their bank account. Do we need to start doing that with you? Yes. But Would be you be really comfortable with us seeing your bank account? Yeah, I mean, really, it's shopping and food oh, and okay. rent. Well, that's not bad. That just means you live a really boring life then, mm-hmm. I guess. Bars. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> but that's for business. Correct. Networking. Networking. Mm-hmm. They shouldn't. Don't consider them bars when it's networking. That's true. Yeah. We've had that conversation, right? Like that's actually probably the best source of your business, right? Yeah. I meet a lot of people when I go out. That I think was such an interesting like realization with Alicia was that like your skill set is not repetitive phone calling or door knocking or those like traditional sources Mm -hmm. you have to like meet people and then turn on your your glamour yeah yeah i like building relationships with people and i do it best face to face so when i go out to the bars i feel like it always comes up what do you do so then i just start talking and is that maybe a pickup line? Like, is that something that like guys just use to like initiate conversation maybe. or is that, or is that just usually a conversation? Maybe it's a pickup line in their head, but in my head I'm like, Oh, good business talk. Okay. Let's do this. Okay. Here's the opportunity to start initiating a yes. lead generation conversation. Yep. Got it. Cool. Um, what's the worst thing about living this close to the office? The fashion mall being so close. <laughs> okay. It's the best and worst thing. Um, I mean, I do like it because it's central, but it sucks during the holidays because yeah, that's true. traffic is terrible. Yeah. Everyone's right here. So if you had someone who's going to relocate to town from not Indy, what would be the worst part about them living this close on the north side? I feel like, oh, on the north side in general? Mm-hmm. Like above 465 or sure. below 465? Let's go with above. I guess it would depend on where they're working because then they'd have to get on 465. And so that traffic part of it? Yeah. Yeah. But the north side, I feel like you can't really go wrong with where yeah. you live. It's all yeah. good. I'm the same way. I was like, I don't even know how I would answer that question. So that was yeah. probably a terrible question unless you had a better answer. Well, I was thinking like south of 465, there's not, or like right, right here, there's not a ton of houses. No. That's true. It's like more apartment complexes, yeah. shopping. I was looking for a CVS on my way in to, um, to the office, and mm-hmm. then I was like, oh, wait, there's not like a CVS or a Walgreens close by to the office, but yet in the suburbs, there's one everywhere. everywhere. Like yeah. every corner, there's a CVS or a Walgreens. Yeah. And yet there's nothing close by. So that would be That's maybe the only huge disadvantage. <laughs> no CVS. <laughs> no CVS. And then I was like, well, I could go to Target, but then there's no Target close by either. Nora. You have to go to Nora, and it's, yeah, busy. Yeah, and I didn't want to do the traffic, so. Mm -hmm. Um, Your family still is in Carmel, right? Correct, yep. How often do you see them? Mm, Once every couple weeks or so. Yeah, not super often, but I try to go to all my nephew and niece's uh, games. So, um, do you have any background in real estate, like family-wise? Yeah, so my dad got into real estate in his 20s. Okay. And uh, my mom also got into real estate in her 20s. But So he did actual real estate, like what we do, residential. 
and my mom does property management for apartment complexes. I, I feel like I'm learning so much. We should have done this so long ago. I didn't know. I knew that your dad did lighting. I didn't know that mm-hmm. he at one point did real estate. Does he do that anymore? Yes. Oh. On the side. Wow. So he started with residential. Okay. And um, then he got into lighting and uh, started his own company with lighting, like commercial, industrial. Yeah. And then started doing real estate flipping on the side. Okay. And now he does commercial. So two things then. Um, does this make me the worst uh, leader that I know none of this Absolutely. stuff? Absolutely. <laughs> because I feel like Not it right all. now. I feel that way. And does that mean that because your dad has experience flipping that he's going to help you flip a house? I have finally convinced him to go in on houses with me, but not until next year. Because he's still finishing up his commercial uh, that he took over and completely renovated. So that'll be finished at the end of this year. What was the differentiator to finally get him to agree to do that? Me sending him houses and telling him numbers and why it makes sense. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. So he's you actually had to like show up and prove that you actually knew what you were doing yeah. in order for him to agree to do it? Yep. Should we have Tyler following around and shoot video oh of it? Oh my gosh, I w- it'd be hilarious. <laughs> I actually think that could be really entertaining. He'd be shaking his head the whole time. <laughs> Which is probably how he interacts with you always, yep. not just to flip a house. Like, where do you come up with these ideas? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so what is the most ridiculous idea you've given your father then recently? Well, I like to bring up that I never had wisdom teeth, so I saved him a lot of money by just not having them. (laughs) And how that can go towards down payment assistance. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I didn't didn't have mine taken out either, so... I don't even have any. Like, I just never had them. I'm evolution. (laughs) (laughs) That explains so much. Right? Okay. Is that working? Not really. No. (laughs) Is he actually going to help you with a down payment? No, right? Probably not. Yeah, let's be real. He doesn't think I'm ready to be a homeowner because I don't know how to mow the lawn or fix anything. Which which you can hire people for. Yeah, yeah. we've talked about that way yeah. a ton. I don't think, yeah, I don't own a lawnmower. I used to mow my lawn, and it's terrible. I can't even picture that. <laughs> yeah. The last time I mowed my lawn was probably 2009 or 10, maybe. Wow. I might have sold my lawnmower when I sold my house. So I sold my house in 2012, and so I probably sold the lawnmower with the house. You had a house 2012? I bought my first house in 2009, yeah. I was two, I was 25. Oh. Yep. I had $8,000, and oh, that yeah. was my down payment. And um, they were doing the $8,000 tax credit at the time, so you actually got $8,000. Uh-huh. And that was my like fallback option of how I was going to pay pay the bill if I didn't, because my parents didn't think I should buy a house either. Yeah. So I was like, well, then if it goes wrong, I'll just use this free money from the government to do it. Do they still have that? No. Oh. <laughs> it would be so amazing if they did. Um, so that was my fallback option, but I did not need that. Didn't luckily. you make like a lot? Yeah, I ended up that? making like forty four thousand on it eventually. No, it took me three years to do that, but I made money on it, Yeah, which was a huge difference because then I think I, so I went into buying that house with $8,000 and then I, when I sold it, I had almost $100,000. Wow. It like drastically changed 
how I was able to to build this business. Yeah. Because then I didn't ha- like having capital allows you to build more capital. So that was a huge difference. So I was glad I didn't listen to my parents then. Yeah. So you should not listen to your dad I'm, either. I'm not listening to Good. him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't, don't listen to him. So wh- wh- how did you even get into real estate then? I don't think there's one like reason or way that I got into it. Um, I was doing personal training and health oh, yeah. coaching, and it just wasn't very fulfilling for me. Why not? People aren't that motivated. Like, I was more motivated for them to change than they were. Yeah. <clears throat> to change for themselves. So, but you're yeah. really motivated for health changes anyway. Mm-hmm. You're really weird like that. Yeah. Can you talk about your weird diet with people? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not as strict as I used to be. I should be. Um, and but I, I used to do paleo. Weird. Oh, well, that's not. Which is like keto, like what you yeah. do. Yeah. Okay. Ish but maybe not as extreme. So I really shouldn't have called you weird, and <laughs> that's the relationship I don't drink Mountain Dew all day. Yes. Um, so I meant more your, your smoothies. Oh, yeah. Um, I make spinach, cucumber, celery, spirulina smoothies, and they're awful. <laughs> they are so bad. But I know you like them, so I should start making more of them. They are terrible. <laughs> Like that, literally the closest I've been to mowing my lawn is drinking <laughs> one of Alicia's smoothies. It does look they like grass. They are so awful. <laughs> they are so miserable. It's supposed to be healthy. I mean, supposed to be healthy. For me, it like allowed me to think clear. I had like brain fog, so help me not have brain fog. Do you think part of it is you feel healthier? Like it's yes. a mental thing too, where you like know that you should be drinking it because it's supposedly healthy and then you feel like you've accomplished something you've won the day mm-hmm. by drinking that awful smoothie yes <laughs> and you drink it first thing in the morning right no i actually oh. intermittent fast oh yeah oh yeah that's right i knew that so it's even worse i'll make it in the morning and bring it here and it's like four hours old and then <laughs> i drink it it's really gross <laughs> It's four hours of grass mm-hmm. fermenting. Okay. Yep. And then drink it. Um, is that the first thing that you have when you break your fast? Yeah, I try to. So do you feel like you've accomplished the most challenging part of your day when you have that? No. Okay. <laughs> All right. I mean, I can force myself to drink it and not like it. You have to get used to it, though. Have you thought about forcing yourself to call for sale by owners and expireds? I did that right when I got into real estate, and I'm traumatized from it. <laughs> That's how I feel about your green smoothie. So, see, everything is possible when you have right. the willpower and the desire to do so, I guess. True, yeah. So, so, That's more of Ashley's thing. Okay. Um, so, then, you got into real estate because why? Um, that was how we got down that road. yeah. Uh, I mean, I was always interested in it because of my parents, but I remember Googling jobs to make a lot of money <laughs> and that, that popped up Okay, because I like large amounts of money at once rather than like salary pay. Okay. Why is like that? that? I don't know. I think that's how I was always paid Oh, for everything before. Okay. But yeah. So like giant but doses. Other than the money. I like helping people. Okay. And yeah, I mean, is it more fulfilling to sell real estate than to do personal training then? Yeah, it is. 
Yeah, the thank you calls and texts you get from your clients, your past clients. Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. When did you get started? Next month will be two years. How'd you know about Keller Williams then? Uh, a girl I played soccer with, Karen. Oh, yeah. She, uh, I told her I was getting in real estate. I saw that she was doing really well with it. So I reached out to her, and she uh, met up with me and told me about Keller Williams. And I didn't talk to any other companies or yeah. anything. So I just you, trusted her. Yeah. What, um, so two years. So what of the last two, what did the first 12 months, the, well, what did the first, like, six months of real estate look like? Well, the first three months, I was on a different team. Okay. And it just wasn't a very good fit for me. Yeah. Um, I don't think I was trained that well. Yeah. I didn't know anything about real estate before. Mm -hmm. I mean, my parents did it, but I couldn't tell you one thing about it. Yeah. And I didn't know anything about financing, so I just didn't have any training mm -hmm. or anything. I didn't feel like I had the support I needed. Yeah. I think what's interesting too about that is, is so I've got that unique dynamic, right? Where the team that you were on before I have an affiliation with. Mm -hmm. Um, so what's fascinating is that, that, you know, from a, from a results and a production standpoint is they're having success, you know, from a, as a, as a business, um, as, as far as like real estate is concerned, they're a successful team. It tells me that not every person is best for every team. Correct. Yeah. Right. And so sometimes some some skill sets are, or some personality profiles are, are better suited for other teams. What did you notice difference wise when you when you changed from the team you were on to our team? Well, there was a plan for once I joined okay. and, you know, we had to check off certain things before we went to the next level. Yeah. Um, and you didn't say, hey, start calling people. OK. You kind of you trained me on it a little yeah. bit. And then, yeah, I mean, you guys are just there every time I needed you, basically. Every little question. You had questions? I had a lot of questions. <laughs> I still have a lot of questions. <laughs> I'm, I'm shocked. I could probably text you like five times a day with questions, but I refrain from it. <laughs> what do you think that, that's so interesting though, because, um, Right, like everyone says, Alicia has eight million and one questions, and you say that you have a million and one questions, and yet you don't ask five questions a day. What's the What's the difference between like when you used to ask all of those questions and not asking them now? I'm more resourceful. Okay, I'll like go to other uh, the internet, see what I can find. Yeah, and then other people on the team that are experienced. What caused you to do that? No, it's interesting. I had that same conversation this morning with somebody else uh, on in one of the other businesses about how many questions she was getting from other agents mm -hmm. um, in the company. It was like, I, I feel like most of my time is spent answering questions. And, and she's like, which is great, but how do I do my like job and knowing that part of my job is answering questions? So I tried to help coach her through how to, how to minimize some of the questions is there anything tangibly that's different you think or anything that changed to cause you to be more resourceful than to ask more direct questions well I used to go to you for all of my questions and yeah. I was like he's busy and then I feel like you also kind of have a way of teaching where you 
don't answer right away all the time and kind of let me figure it out because chances are either I I know it or I can find out the answer somewhere else. Which is interesting because we, I just came back from this training two weeks ago and one of the things that was kind of eye-opening and I've been on this kick about it and not realized it is is that everyone already has the answers to their own questions. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's a matter of like thinking in a way in which you uncover that you know the answer to your own questions. And that's a really enlightening thing that's like we actually know how to how to solve all of our own problems yeah it's just a matter of like whether we're challenged to think in a way in which we have to answer our own questions how do you think that i do that for help you do that can you tangibly say anything help you answer your own questions you ask me questions back okay and then i kind of solve it by answering your questions (laughs) (laughs) what does that do for you though it makes me think through the process. Yeah. So then the next time that, that you have something similar, you go, okay, wait, I already know how to roughly solve that problem because I've solved that problem before. Is this problem like that problem? Yeah. And then I find myself asking my own, myself questions. Yeah. Yeah. Which is crazy. I mean, I don't understand how we as adults don't get that concept, but for some, but you're not by any means alone in that. Like mm-hmm. that's a really common thing that comes up across all businesses is that I think we default to answering people's questions and being problem solvers when in fact we should be like question asking askers yeah it was fascinating when I took back over as the sales director you asked me one question about um hey Eric you said this investor wants to know what an eight cap is (laughs) what's an eight cap and I don't know if you remember what I said to you by chance do you do you remember how I responded to you Probably, well, what do you think yep. is an A-cap? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's a typical <laughs> yep. question you ask. <laughs> and, yeah, and you're like, I don't know. And, and then so, I'll be like, well, I don't know. Maybe Google knows. Yeah, that, <laughs> that was the next response. And you said, well, Google doesn't always have the, have the right answer. Mm-hmm. So I, to which I said, okay, great. Well, then bring me what Google says it is, and I'll tell you if it's right. Yep. And you never came back to me asking what an eight cap is. And I have a really strong feeling that you know what an eight cap is by now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't you ask do. me right now. <laughs> no, I know you know what it is. I mean, based on the conversations that you've had with yourself and with mm-hmm. other people in the room for the last 90 days and looking for your own properties, you already know what it is. Yeah. And so it's like the evolution of how you've had to change the way you think in the last six months because you've been forced to ask yourself different questions. Yeah, I went from dependent to independent. Interdependent, right? Mm -hmm. And so what have your results looked like as a result? A lot better. I mean, I feel like I can get through a whole transaction without asking a million questions. I know what I'm doing now. Yeah, I mean, and even just tangibly, what are the results that have looked like the last 90 days? Like money-wise? Yeah. It's a lot better. I'm self-reliant. I don't have to rely on other people for money anymore. Yeah. I mean, that's what's, that's what's cool is yesterday when we were talking about it in the meeting, um, when someone said, well, hey, what are your, how do you feel about what our goals were for the year versus where we are, which is not on pace for our goals? And I said, it, it, it kills me to say that I'm okay with that mm-hmm. because like there's the part of me that goes like goals are non-negotiable and then there's the other part of me that's also steps back from and it goes 
your results are so much better today than they were 90 days ago. And for that reason, I take a ton of joy from that, knowing that that we're helping you extract way more out of yourself than you were 90 days ago. Yeah. Why do you think that is? I mean, the team helps being around the same people that want the same things. Yeah. Um, I know it's crazy when we were first setting goals, I just kind of threw a number out there. I didn't know what it was or what it would take yeah. to even hit that. I mean, when you get into real estate, you don't really know mm-hmm. until you actually do it. And then it's like, oh, wow, that's what it's going to take. I'm not going to have a life at all <laughs> if I try <laughs> yeah. to hit that goal. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. It, and so what's fascinating to me is like when we throw out goals with no emotion, then there's also no buy-in. Mm-hmm. So yeah. like you weren't bought, I mean, I'm speaking for you, but like, I feel like you weren't bought into that as a goal either. No, I just wanted to be Alex. <laughs> <laughs> Which is definitely a good goal to have. Yep. <laughs> How are you doing on that goal, most importantly? I'm beating him. <laughs> I would be very upset if I wasn't beating him because I'm so competitive with him specifically. Why? Because he's newer than me. <laughs> <laughs> what else? I don't know. I feel like we have a fun relationship. It's kind of... I feel like, like a little brother. Yeah, almost. that's what I was getting ready to say. I feel like he's your little brother or yeah. something. Yeah. And you're not that much different age-wise, though. Mm-mm. But wisdom-wise, it's a huge, <laughs> huge gap. <laughs> he said that this morning. He's like, you're 29 year old. And I was like, but I'm wise. I'm super wise. <laughs> <laughs> how would you, how would you, like, that is the, like, that exchange is, um, such a like forney group like microcosm culture Mm -hmm. how would you define the the environment or the culture of the team well we do like to have a lot of fun yeah um but we're all showing up to work to get one thing done and to hit one goal we have the same goal in mind we have our individual goals but we have our team goal yeah and we have the same values so we all kind of just move together and when someone's falling off, we can kind of call each other out on it, mm-hmm. tell them to step it up, Yeah, which is good, good accountability. Yeah, no, and I was, I was listening to something this morning that was talking about like accountability, no one ever wants accountability, right? And like, I'm really guilty of that. I, mm-hmm. I hate accountability, like hate, hate, hate it. I'm not a rule follower. I'm not a, um, when you tell me to do something, I go out and do it. I probably am the opposite of that. Yeah. Why do you think that it's different here? Like why does accountability work here? Well, with real estate in general, you're kind of your own boss. Yeah. So when you're on a team, you have to, I don't know, hold each other more accountable to hit the team goals. So what was your question again? Why does, <laughs> why does accountability work with the team versus, and not, and not, maybe it does. And mm-hmm. obviously, you know, you can say it if it does. Um, why does it not necessarily feel like micromanagement? Cause there was a time in which you said it felt like micromanagement, right? Yeah. So does it feel that way now? No, I think when it felt micromanaging, it was like when I had to turn in a ton of stuff. Yeah. Like I was tracking every little thing mm-hmm. and I felt like I spent most of my time tracking. Yeah. So it's not like that anymore. We just track the, the main basics. Yeah. What, um, 
do you think that your mindset is different or your thought process is different around the tracking versus accountability and how how micromanagement comes into play with that? Yeah, well, I feel like for you, you're very self-accountable. Yeah. And not everyone is like that, True. especially on our team. Um, I'm not like that. I need outside accountability. Yeah. So uh, I kind of, yeah, I've changed my mindset on tracking. Mm-hmm. I need it. And I notice that when I'm not tracking, I'm not having the results that I want, so. Yeah. But why does it not feel, why do, you, why do you feel differently about that or know that instead of it feeling like micromanagement now? Just because when you're tracking, you know what you're, what you're doing yeah. and what you need to change. I'm just curious from like a leadership standpoint is like, obviously we're not the only ones who will ever have that problem come up in real estate but like Mm -hmm. how how would how does a leader have the conversation to sell it to the to the salespeople that it's actually in their best interest as opposed to it feeling like micromanagement I don't know how you would sell it but maybe trial and error let them tell them that they should track Mm -hmm. and it's important to track so you can see results but also if they don't then kind of point it out to them. Well, yeah. look at your results right now. Yeah. That's why you should be tracking. I mean, I needed that at one point. Mm-hmm. You guys hold me accountable, but you're not micromanaging me. Yeah. And there was a point where I wasn't tracking the way I should have. Yeah. And this is fascinating because when you, because you were a college athlete, right? Mm-hmm. And, and you used to have to work out. And did you used to log your workouts or have someone who would track them? Yes. Yep. We had to log our workouts and submit them and our trainer would track them all and, and submit them to our coach. And did it feel like micromanagement? No. How come? Because we wanted to be better <laughs> and we wanted to be stronger than our opponents and not get pushed off the ball. Yeah, yeah, it's what's so crazy because it, it's, it's always an emotional thing, mm-hmm. right? And so, and what we, in, what we do instead as leaders is we try to sell it in a like rational way and no one responds to rationalization. Everyone responds to the emotional win from it. Yeah. And and so you related tracking when working out to not getting pushed off the ball and getting to your desired outcome. Mm-hmm. And yet when tracking was sold to you at one point, it felt like micromanagement because it was sold rationally. Yeah, right? that makes sense. As opposed to now where there, where you and I have a conversation about tracking and it's about helping you get your desired outcome as opposed to when it was previously like, hey, track these things because Eric wants you to. Yeah. Which was kind of how it was sold if I, obviously I wasn't there, but that's my understanding is that's kind of how it was sold, right? Yeah, track these or Eric's gonna yell at you. Yeah. Which you never did, I mean. Yeah. How many times have you been yelled at by me? <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Don't say that or you'll be yelled at. <laughs> Five? Oh, geez. Uh, what's the hardest part about real estate? Setting boundaries for yourself, I okay. think. Especially when you're starting out. Yeah. Not, I mean, you're on everyone else's schedule at first. Yeah. Um, so working a lot of hours and not being, I mean, we should be more efficient to where we don't have to, but yeah. we're not. Uh, we have to be pretty self-disciplined. So yeah, all of those things. So the self-discipline and setting boundaries and like actually having a schedule of activities? Yes. What do you like 
the least? If you could get rid of one thing from your current job, and let's say you couldn't get rid of it altogether, but you could give it to someone else, what would it be? Oh, lead generating, okay. for sure. <laughs> okay, that's cool. So I would love an ISA. Okay. But also, there's a part of it that I want to be able to conquer. Yeah. So then it's not such a burden yeah. in a way. What is it about lead generating that you don't like? I don't like making calls. Yeah. I'd rather talk to people face to face. When you uh, when you make calls versus when you're face to face, do you feel differently? Mm-hmm. Like, do you have a different fear? Yeah. What is that fear with making calls versus face to face? I think because I don't like talking on the phone, I assume other people don't either. Okay. And then I have that initial feeling when I'm calling people, like I'm bothering them. Yeah. Because I hate when people call me. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, not all the time. It's a lot easier to yeah, talk sure. some things out through the phone, but yeah. Do you have Do you have a mindset around like if a salesperson calls you that you don't want to talk to them on the phone? Yes. Okay. Immediately. Yeah. So you carry that over into the same thing with your with your own calls. Yeah. Cool. Um, so ISA, got it. We'll add that to the list. <laughs> so Ashley, I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I mean, and we've talked about how do we make accommodations, not necessarily accommodations. It sounds like we're we're bending rules or something for best practices. But we've talked about like how do we in, instead of trying to get you to be better at something you either don't want to do or is not in your strengths, is how do we just amplify your strength zone instead, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And what is that for you? Building relationships. Yeah. Making connections with people. I feel like I could be friends with anyone. I wouldn't want to spend my time with everyone. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I can pretty much talk to anyone and relate. And Yeah. Yeah. So if you could have one superpower, what would it be? Ooh. Like business related? Doesn't matter. It's your call. To make people list their houses with me. Because <laughs> then you can go Anyone buy more that I, Yes. <laughs> okay. And to buy the first house they see. Okay. Uh, that's a good one. Yes. Just like get For into their sure. brain like you're going to list with me and then they do. Okay. Yeah. That'd be awesome. So mind, mind control? Got yes. it? Yeah. That's great. Okay. Mind control. That'd be awesome. What's your favorite personal possession? My cat. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Because it's like a live thing. And I always wish that my stuffed animals were alive growing up. Okay. And so I finally have a cat. And what's your cat's name? Frodo. (laughs) Where did the name Frodo come from? Lord of the Rings. Are you a big Lord of the Rings fan? I had a little obsession with it. Are you serious? Mm -hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah. Why? Well, so I also love Avatar. And there's something about those different worlds that are so cool. Like our world's so boring, and then you have Avatar where like plants light up, and Lord of the Rings, The Shire. Uh, have you never seen Lord of the Rings? No, have you? I've watched all of them. I've really? watched every one of them. What yeah. about Avatar? I've watched it too. Yeah, a isn't few that times. Cool? I own it. <laughs> <laughs> I might even be I willing even to go to. I can't even picture you sitting through a movie ever. <laughs> <laughs> I might even be willing to go to Disney World and watch and go yes. to that Avatar Land. That could be a team event. Yeah, okay, deal. How about this? If we hit our um, goal by the end of the year, I'll take everyone to Avatar World. How about that? Wow. Yeah. What's the goal? Uh, 80 million. million. So we are not on pace right now to hit our team goal, (laughs) but what will you do differently in order to rally the troops to go to Avatar World? 
I don't know. I'm that changes everything. I'm really motivated now. <laughs> All right, we're doing it. Put it on. We're putting that on your vision board. I'm disappointed you didn't put it on I am there. Actually, too. huh? I didn't even think about it. So, what is your favorite movie, or is it one of those two movies? It's Avatar. Yeah, Avatar for mm-hmm. sure. Okay. Yeah. What's your favorite movie? Um, probably Gladiator. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Is that Gerard Butler? No, Russell Crowe. Oh. Gerard Butler was 300. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Which is that definitely is a, a top five. Yeah. I don't know what it is about like ridiculously manly movies where, <laughs> yeah. You like the, the the manly men in them or it's just... It's <laughs> just the manly movies part, not the manly men. Because the only TV show I've ever watched is Spartacus and it's the yes. same concept. It's a good, yeah, that's a good show. Yeah. It has like everything in it. It mm-hmm. has drama, storylines, nudity, violence, manliness. It's not rated, right? It's that... It probably shouldn't be if yeah. it is. I don't know what else you could want. And it's not boring. (laughs) Oh, um, do you collect anything? No, I'm like the opposite. Like the opposite of a hoarder. I'm a minimalist. Oh, yeah, that's all I have, really. How many... What do you have the most of, clothing-wise? Lululemon. Comfy clothes, yeah. Which is weird, because you don't show up in Lulu clothing, do you? Can I? (laughs) (laughs) Is that allowed? <laughs> I like how you're asking permission. Um, how much do does it feel like I'm your boss? Yeah, it does. Okay. Yeah, but in a good way, not okay. like, not like a, a bad boss. I don't know how to explain that. No, but I mean, yeah, I mean, I I respect you, especially in business, and I want to learn from you. So yeah, okay. boss slash mentor. Yeah. Okay. More mentor, I think. Have you ever been in trouble or yelled at by me? No. <laughs> Not that I know of. I don't, I don't think so. I actually don't think anyone has. I mean, I pretty much do everything the way I you perfectly. Much do, yeah, absolutely. So. Yeah, you pretty much do everything perfectly. Yeah. So there would be no reason exactly. to. Exactly. It is kind of interesting because there's like, there's like a zero and then a six. You're like either still here or then you're not here anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I'm here from 7 to 9 p.m. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> 7 a.m. Right. to so, 9 p.m. <laughs> yeah. I just met everyone in our organization, like, they're here or they're no longer with us. God rest their soul. Yep. <laughs> and then no one's ever in trouble in the middle. That's true. Do I, is, am, have I done, do I need to be in trouble right no, now? Okay, no, no, I don't think so. <laughs> um, I don't think so. Um, last question. What advice would you give to somebody who's starting in real estate? join a team yeah especially if they don't know anything to start out I mean you have people there to help you mm-hmm. and every transaction is different in a way a different variable so it's nice to have people yeah that are experienced what would you tell someone about about joining teams or about maybe interviewing or searching for what team to be with well so the first team I joined I didn't interview with anyone else I just joined them yeah so I would definitely interview with three, four teams, um, maybe talk with the managing broker and see what a good fit would be. Yeah. And he can direct you, he or she can direct you. Cool. Any, any parting advice or words that you want to give? No. No. Cool.